We are back with the 148th edition of the Quarantine Cast. Like always, I'm excited for these. Um, extra excited for this one because I have a Canadian joining me. Usually, I, uh, you know, I get a lot of Americans or people from overseas. Uh, you know, I find that there's not as many Canadian fighters um, that are at a high level as we'd like to like to see. So, uh, with that being said, I was able to to bring one on. Without further ado, here he is. Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Good. Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, so first things first, for people who don't know, Luis Sanadakis. I did I pronounce that correctly? Perfect. Did oh, really better than most. All right, great. How does how do how's the proper way to pronounce it? Uh, Sanadakis. Yeah, you got it right, man. You, you nailed oh, it. Nailed man. it. Man, yeah. I love it. Um, all right, there's the hardest part of the interview is out of the way. There you go. That's so, that it. No more stress. No more pressure. So first things first, man. Um, we're both up in Canada. So I'm over in the far east in in uh, in Halifax. Things here are a bit weird with the pandemic. You know, we're closed one minute, everything's open the next. What's it like there where you are? Same type of deal, man. We're going through right now. Gyms just reopened. Uh, I don't know how long that's going to last because uh, I don't know. We're in orange zone, maybe in Montreal. I'm not. I'm not even sure what all these color coded zones yeah. mean anymore. But uh, we had like we have a curfew right now, nine thirty. It used to be 8 p.m., so you got to be in your house by 8 p.m. Uh, now it's 9.30, but I think they're going to probably drop the hammer on us soon and give us another 8 p.m. curfew because they started doing it in uh, other little towns like uh, or other cities like Quebec City, Lévis, Quebec, Sherbrooke, I think. It's kind of nuts. I don't know. Yeah, the whole thing's been been crazy. I mean, we're, we're locked in. Nova Scotia's, like, bubbled, so we can't really go to other provinces, uh, unless we quarantine and whatnot. How has it been for training? Because, I mean, I'm sure you've been doing a lot of home training, a lot of things like that, but what's it been like for you? Yeah, man, we've had to do, like, a lot of social distance training. we got to get creative with it, you know? We don't want the government on our butts and uh, getting into any trouble, so we got to be real careful, and uh, we had to avoid the gym for a while. Now we're allowed to be back in the gym. Hopefully it lasts. Uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know, but... Yeah, it's been it's been it's been tough, man. It's been tough for fighters uh, and people who train alike, I guess, just because I don't know. You got to train with a mask on in the gym. It's super strange right now. Yeah, and it's not just for training too. I mean, you look at the the competitive side of things. To begin with, there's not a whole lot of events in Canada for people who are who are watching from the U.S. But on top of that, we're not able to travel. So as someone who competes, I mean, you haven't been able to compete in almost, what, a year and a half now? Uh, what's that been like? Yeah, it's it's tough, man. So everything, like, we've had some stuff lined up, but it all keeps falling through because of the pandemic. Uh, we're still talking to Brave, so maybe something comes of that in the summer or whatever happens. You know, I'm just trying to look for fights right now. And uh, more important than anything else is activity. Uh, I want to get back in there. Get back in the win column and uh, yeah, just get back to work, man. I'm kind of struggling with that aspect of things, you know. Being a yeah. competitor and sitting on the sidelines and not doing much is tough. Yeah, I mean, last time we saw you was November of uh, 2019. Correct. You fought a very dangerous Stephen Loman, who's now competing um, in One FC, and that was for the uh, the the bantamweight belt there for Brave. Yeah. What's it like, you know, getting there, fighting for the belt, and then ultimately falling up short uh honestly I, I by the way i love brave they're one of the best organizations to fight for they treat the fighters with the utmost respect uh they pay us well they 
treat us super well. The the organization's super well run. Everyone there is great. Gustavo's great. All the guys over there are great. Uh, but uh, I think so. I think I I overestimated what a five round fight would be like, and I took way too much time to get going in that fight. Uh, and I think that ultimately cost me. I think. Had I picked it up a bit sooner, maybe I would have had a different result. Maybe not. Maybe I would have went in there, got knocked out because he's he has a lot of finishes. Uh, so I was nervous about that. Not nervous about getting finished, but I, I I wanted to test it first and feel his power and see what that was like. And uh, ultimately, I think I took too much time, and five rounds gets away from you so quick. It's not. It at the end of the day, it doesn't feel much different than three rounds. But I thought it would. You know, I really overestimated that. So I think. Next time I, I get in there, whether it's five round or three round, I, uh, I'm going to push a little sooner, put the foot on the gas a little sooner. Do you think that's something like that had to do with the training or is it like getting acclimated to the climate? Well, what do you think it was? Honestly, like I said, it, it had it, nothing to do with it. They flew me out early. I think I was there nine days early. There was no jet lag. Everything was perfect. My training camp was perfect. I was in super good shape. I think I was more worried about like, I've never did I never did a five round fight before that one. So I think I was worried that maybe I was gonna struggle to get to five rounds and then my I questioned myself, my cardio and all these things. So I, I just took too much time to get going and that was it. That was that I think that was the ultimate reason I lost that fight. And also, obviously Steven Lohman's a great fighter. He, he was a champ for a reason. He had a ton of finishes for a reason. So I I mean, yeah. So all those factors combined, I think ultimately uh, led to my downfall in that fight is it a bit bittersweet you know seeing him sign with one and getting a big fight with john lineker does it suck knowing like had you done things a little bit different you could have that brave belt you could be fighting for one fc maybe uh but you know i try not to look at things from that perspective i mean i i, I gained a ton of experience in that fight i learned a lot and who knows you know maybe uh who who knows the reason he got signed to one maybe that i'm, I'm sure beating me obviously had something to do with it, but maybe there was other factors. Maybe they had their eye on him regardless. Uh, who knows? what? We're, who knows? Uh, but I don't think about things like that. I don't go into it with any kind of regrets or, uh, or if, if I did that, man, my life would be brutal. I think uh, mentally it'd be really tough. Yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about this before. I mean, you're looking at potentially getting back there sooner rather than later, being busy. What's your current status? Are you, are you a free agent? Are you available to go to these other organizations? Yeah, right now, Right now I'm a free agent. Uh, right now I'm a free agent, but I'm open to signing with Brave again. Honestly, they're they're fantastic. Like a lot of people are like, "Oh, when are you gonna sign with the UFC?" Well, first of all, I'm definitely not getting signed to the UFC right now. Off a loss, they just they don't do that, right? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll tweet it out just to get my name out there, make sure they remember who I am because they know who I am. But I don't think you'll get signed off a loss. I mean, it's very rare. I think maybe it's happened a handful of times, but. I think for the most part, you're not going to get signed off a loss, especially a loss like that where I didn't really push the pace. I didn't look great. That's the truth. Um, so I totally understand the UFC not signing me. There's a bunch more guys who probably look a lot more exciting to them right now. But, you know, maybe with one more win. But it's not the most important thing. I think the most important thing for me is activity and uh, getting paid what I feel I'm worth right now and where I'm at in my life. I think those two things matter most, but more importantly is activity for sure. I'd like to like, I'd love to fight three times before the end of this year. I don't think I've ever fought professionally three times in a year and that would be fantastic. It's been super tough. 
you, you talked about the tweets and that's ultimately what led me to, to reach out to you. I mean, I've been watching you for a little while, but it, you, you said, you know what, I'll fight. I'll fight Damon Jackson, who was scheduled to fight TJ Laramie. TJ Laramie was forced out. Was that like, you know what, I'm going to step in for a Canadian or was that something that was like, you know what, doesn't matter who it was. I was going to throw my name out there. Yeah, honestly, it didn't matter who it was. I would have threw my name out there. Uh, like I said, it, the chances of it working are like, Obviously, slim to none coming off a loss. Like I said, it was worth doing just to keep my name out there. But uh, yeah, it wouldn't matter who it was. Honestly, I would have, I would have taken the fight. And if they gave it to me, man, I would be thrilled with the opportunity. Um, speaking of Canadians, I find that right now, especially there, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of Canadian uh, fighters inside the UFC. What do you think that is? Do you think that's you know not being able to get your name out there? Uh, as someone who fights in Canada, what do you think the main reason is for you know maybe the UFC not signing as many Canadians as us Canadians would like? Mm, I think maybe right now has a lot to do with the pandemic. Maybe issuing visas out to Canadian fighters is a bit tougher right now. Uh, plus, like I don't know how many guys are willing to fight either because once you fight, you got to come back. You got to quarantine in a hotel here, at least in Quebec, right? All over Canada, right? You got to quarantine in a hotel for three days, it co could cost up to two grand. Maybe it's not appealing for anyone. I'm not I'm not entirely sure why there's a lack of Canadian talent in the UFC right now. But you got my friend Eamon fighting there right now. So that's cool. You got TJ Laramie. Who else do they have? And there isn't a lot, right? There isn't a lot of Canadians. That's yeah, right. I think there's probably like maybe 15 Gavin, to Gavin Tucker from out that way. Yep. Tanner Bozer, uh, Hakeem Dawoodoo. Oh, but yeah. I mean, you, you, if we sat here for two minutes, we could list them all, right? Like, it's it's not a whole lot. Yeah, um, do you think it's going to take someone like maybe a Rory McDonald or, or TJ Grant or George St. Pierre to really inspire them to sign Canadians? Do you think you would just need one breakout superstar? Yeah, I think, I think what the UFC is looking for, honestly, is guys who are going to go in there and fight and get exciting finishes, more importantly than anything else. You know, it doesn't matter, like, I don't think like I don't know I, I don't know if it necessarily matters how talented you are or how skilled you are I think what matters is you're willing to put yourself on the line you know I think that's mostly what they're looking for but I don't know I don't know what it would take I think we got to wait till this pandemic shakes out and then maybe the dust settles and they're willing to and more open to signing Canadian guys for sure You mentioned uh, a buddy of yours I'm in, who who looked tremendous in his last fight What's the secret there at TriStar? I mean, anyone from Canada views TriStar as the, the best place to train in all of Canada. And I think it's well known that that's, I mean, in my opinion, the best head coach in all of MMA is stationed right there. What's the secret behind the success there at TriStar? I think the secret behind uh, our success at TriStar is, for us, is open to changing it up often. Like, often enough that if he sees something someone else does, and he likes it, he'll implement it in what we do, you know, and he'll allow other coaches to come in and give an outside perspective. And he's not so like, he's not so dismissive of other coaches' ideas. And uh, I think that openness and willingness uh, allows us to like kind of thrive, you know. Um, plus, like we have like, it, that also just the fact that George trains with us, uh, Rory trains with us, I think that attracts a lot of guys to come train with us. Maybe not right now with the pandemic, but before that, a lot of guys come train with us. So it brings a lot of skilled guys from the outside in and we get to train with them. We get a bunch of different looks like, plus we have a great amateur team too, you know? So we got this kid, Steve Bissinger, he's 
21 years old. He started training with us when he was 15, 16. That kid, I swear, in like four or five years, I don't think there's going to be a flyweight on the planet who's going to be able to touch that kid. That's the truth. Uh, yeah, I think the fact that we're able to train with all these high-level guys and all these high-level training partners that Frass attracts to the gym uh, allows us to kind of get ahead of the game. As someone who's in there day in, day out with, with like you said, George St. Pierre, how, how cool is that? You know, I'm sure there's times where you look you look back and you're like, I'm training with George and I'm training with Faraz. Like there, there's got to be moments where you're like, this is unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you first started training there and then you saw George win world titles and all these things. I mean, the the whole allure obviously wears off in the sense that George is just – George is the nicest guy ever, honestly. He's like yeah. – probably one of the most famous Canadians right now. And he's such a down to earth, humble dude. It's crazy. Like you wouldn't even believe it. Like it's not an act. He's actually that nice. As nice as you see him in his interviews and stuff, George is like, that's him. man. he's kind of a goofy guy, funny guy, just a very, very low. I don't even think he realizes how much of a star he is or maybe he does. I don't know, but he's really, really low key. Yeah, I mean, he really is. From from an outside perspective, there's very few guys who reach that level of superstardom and then just kind of remain humble, and he's always been that way. And it's amazing to see from the outside looking in. I want to talk about one, a uh, couple more things here, and then I'll uh, I'll let you go. Ooh, but um, one thing throughout your career that's kind of eluded you was these finishes. I mean, it's been a while since we've seen a finish. What do you think it takes to get that finish? Is it just your fighting style? Is it just these mental things. What What's it going to take to get that finish? I think a lot of it has to do with, I think sometimes I, I start to, I start to get ahead in the fight and I feel like, okay, I'm so far ahead now. I don't need to pursue the finish further. This guy is, and maybe this sounds cocky or whatever, but I, I feel like sometimes I'm fighting a guy and I feel like this guy's not on my level. I don't need to put myself in danger or at risk uh, to getting finished. Uh, and I think that's why the finishes, but I've been working on that diligently in the gym, man. I got like, I, I, I figured out a way where I'm able to up my volume and uh, and monitor that. Uh, I'm not going to say how I do that, but I, I figured out a way to do that now. And it's, I think I'm like going to be a lot more successful and uh, I'm going to be able to pursue finishes a lot more. I'm not, I can't promise you I'll finish more guys, but. I really do think it's going to help me out a lot and make my game overall more exciting because I think that's my biggest criticism. A lot of guys think I'm not super exciting, which is fine, I guess. But, uh, yeah, hopefully that changes. George had, George had that same criticism too, right? Like it's – yeah, he, he won fights though, and he ended up being, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. Uh, the main thing is to win fights, right? Everything else is – Everything else is secondary, in my opinion. Uh, winning is the most important thing, but uh, yeah, getting finishes—you need those finishes to get the eyeballs on you too. You know what I mean? I understand that, and I realize from a marketing and business perspective why it makes a lot of sense, and that's why I've really been working hard. And my next fight, I'm almost certain I'm going to get a finish. Do you think that this layoff um, helps helps you? I know a lot of guys I've spoken to have said, you know what, this layoff was actually nice. Some guys hate it. Um, but do you think mentally that this layoff was kind of nice at this point in your career? Mentally, I think it was fine. Uh, right now, I'm kind of itching to fight. Like, I don't want it to be two years uh, before my next fight, you know, because November will be two years. So uh, I'd l I'm itching it only, only in the last, like, 
I want to say two, three months, I really started feeling the itch to get back in there, like really struggling with that side of it. Like, oh man, I haven't been there in a long time. But before then, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, you know, I'm content. And I really do think I was able to improve my game like tremendously. All right, man. Well, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Is there anybody you'd like to thank or anyone you'd like to shout out any sponsors or anything like that before we end it? Uh, I want to thank all my training partners, uh, Eamon, Steve Bissinger, Arnold Allen, uh, Mandel Nala, who's fighting tonight on Bellator. We, uh, that that guy's Mandel's amazing, man. I'm telling you, like that guy is gonna be that guy's gonna be a star. I mean, he's already kind of a star, but I think after tonight's fight, there's gonna be a lot of spotlight on Mandel. I hope. All right, man. Well, thank you. All right, man. Well, thank you very much for the time. And uh, hopefully we get to do this again after your next fight. Absolutely, man. Hit me up whenever. All right, man. Best of luck. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. There you go. So uh, it's always nice to talk to another Canadian. I, I don't speak to enough Canadian fighters. So, um, yeah, with that being said, be sure to check him out. Uh, he's got some very, very um, impressive finishes over in Brave. Uh, he looked unbelievable. Hard Knocks MMA as well. He's fought there. Um, but, yeah, be sure to check out some of his, his stuff. Follow him on, on Instagram and Twitter. And if you guys haven't yet, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Check us out at fighterpath.com, and we will see you guys next time.